we don't know how long it's going to take to figure out how he died. So then what happens with this investigation? I mean, Brian Laundering was never a suspect in her death. He was wanted in connection with, you know, using her bank card. Um, he was just a person of interest. So where does the investigation go from here? Right. The investigation at this point is still far from over. They were looking for Brian as a missing person, and they found him. But the question still remains now. What happened to Brian? How long has he been here? And is there any evidence inside this park that can give them any clue or timeline as to what happened to Brian? And then any answers that we have about what happened to Gabby that Brian could have answered can no longer be answered right now. I suppose that means that his personal items that were found in the area, they're going to be, you know, really important in terms of evidence. Are they looking at those items to see if they can get any clues as to what happened with his fiance and what happened with him? Absolutely. So they found a backpack in a journal near where his remains were found. Now, we don't know the condition of those items because they could play a role. There could be information in there that could help them figure out the timeline and what happened to Gabby and what he knew. But it's questionable on the condition because the reason why it took so long, over a month, to find Brian and those items that he had was the area that he was found in was previously underwater with rain and everything. So once the water kind of subsided, that's where they found him. And those items have been underwater for a while as well. So we're not sure the condition. We haven't been told a lot of information, but those are things we're pressing to find out. Um, we saw in the reporter's piece that we ran right before uh, we started talking to you, we saw the officers enter uh, Brian Laundrie's, the family home yesterday um, to, to tell the family about the remains that, that they had confirmed um, that they belonged to their son. Do we know if Brian Laundrie's family is still involved in this investigation? I think they're involved in the investigation to the extent of finding out what happened to Brian and in terms of the timeline that he was here because the timeline where the parents say that they last saw Brian changed once because they said they reported him missing three days after he didn't return home from his hike. They changed that timeline even later saying, no, instead it was four days. And they came to the reserve to pick up his car, brought it back to his home. So I think they're still involved in terms of answering questions as to what they knew about where Brian was. And remember, they asked police if they could be a part of this investigation and help search for Brian. So on Tuesday night, the family's attorney reached out to Northport Police and said, hey, we'd love to come help with the search on Wednesday morning. They came out on Wednesday morning and they found Brian's belongings that same day. So I think the police may have some questions as to how they knew the areas that to look in and where they found his items. Yeah, I certainly think so. And what about um, uh, Gabby Petito's family? Have we heard anything from them uh, since the confirmation of these remains? We reached out multiple times to Petito family's attorney, and they gave us one statement, which was a non-statement. They said they're still grieving the loss of Gabby, and they said they will make a statement once they are emotionally ready to do so. And you heard it right there, peeps. I guess you could say the dirty laundry has been poured out because now all this dirty laundry coming to the fact of the conclusion of Mr. Brian Laundry himself. And what I'm talking about here, peeps, is this. 
what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to make light of someone else being dead or anything. I just want to bet. Now I'm basically $30 more richer today. You're probably asking, what the hell does it do with his death? Well, my mom and I settled a bet this past week. She said that he thinks he was hiding out somewhere. And it was possible, probable cause because there were people who were talking to supposedly their local area in the Appalachian area of Georgia or um, in the, I don't know, area where the Appalachian is. Here, let me go find where that is. Okay, the Appalachian Mountains. Okay, so somewhere in the Appalachian region, this is where they found this. Uh, allegedly, there was a guy who claimed he saw a guy who looked like mysteriously similar to what that guy looked like before he became uncovered in this goopy you know swampy area of what florida is because you know what i felt and i'm gonna say this straight up okay okay so they said that the appalachian Mountains are sort of in between, like, West Virginia, uh, Virginia. So, mostly in the Virginia area. But, okay, but it encompasses, according to this people. Oh, so it would encompass um, Georgia, too. So, it would be between Alabama, Georgia, South uh, Carolina, North Carolina, Okay, besides Tennessee. Hmm, I'm looking at this Great Appalachic Valley. So basically, anywhere throughout from the edge of Maine all the way to Alabama, he they claim, a guy claim in that area that they, he saw what looked like, you know, Ryan, Brian Laundry. Unfortunately, I guess that might have been someone else. You know, it's not really goes without saying, peeps, that it's a possibility that that could have been somebody else that looked sort of like the guy who might have been, appears to be, Brian Laundrie. But, unfortunately, with everything you hear, it's not like it was obvious that they found him. Because they said they found him, like, what, yesterday? And so, apparently... So they found him yesterday, and now today and from yesterday, we're all talking about that the human remains are his because of the dental records that he has on file with whoever, you know, dentists and whatever he's from in the Florida area. Apparently, that's how they knew it was the same dude. And so I guess you could say the guy who was talking to the FBI in that area of the Appalachian area, which pretty much encompasses more than just Georgia itself, like throughout, like I just told you. It's basically on the East Coal Coast of of America. Basically, the east the East Coast is where these Appalachian, which is called the Great Appalachian Valley, is from. So that's pretty much an interesting uh, thing. I didn't know, but there's a bunch of valleys. There's like the Champlain Valley, Mohawk Valley, Hudson Valley, Kittany Valley, Lehigh Valley, Lebanon Valley, Cumberland Valley. Shenandoah Valley, James River, Roanoke Valley, New River Valley, Holston River Valley, Tennessee Valley, and Coosa Valley. 14 of those guys. And then what it, what it basically pretty much has to offer is the Perlemont, Blue Midge, and North, uh, Northern Highlands, 
Ridge and Valley, Great Valley, Appalachian Plateaus, Erin Darks, Docks, Escarpments, and Ridge Mountains. So that's pretty much where this man who talked to the FBI in that area recently claimed he saw what appeared to be Brian Lartner, but unfortunately it was probably just another guy, like with many white people. I'm not saying white people in general have the same faces. I'm not saying that they are all the same peeps in looks, but, you know, he could have made a minor mistake, but, you know, any tip was better than no tips, so that's interesting about the Appalachian Mountains. So, it's it's interesting, you know. It's sad that this turned into an end, and you're probably wondering, what does $30 for you mean? Well, it's because yesterday, David ate one of my El Pollo Loco foods that cost around 10 bucks, and the $20 was the bet my mom had on me that we would have to pay one another if it turned out Brian was alive or dead. And I know it sounds harsh, but since I won the bet that he is confirmed dead, even though I really wasn't really into the bet, but the bet was, if he was dead, I get 20. And if he was alive, she gets 20. And I was like, okay. But she she was proudly believing, she was so cold-heartedly believing that he basically was alive and I was like you know what no I'm adamant I feel like he was dead I was feeling I don't know where I got this feeling guys out of nowhere but I felt he had to be dead because this is why I could say why he was dead here's the clue remember that van him and her shared together he drove all the way back by himself with the same van that he and her left and ironically he took a pack of whatever he took from his family's home and he drove that van and whatever stuff he took and whatever else is left in the in the journal will probably be entailing all the crap that he probably done and regrets and stuff and why he probably might have killed himself because you know unless he was trying to be a survivalist otherwise why is his head partial skull found in submerged water see that's what i don't understand how did how did we get to almost from august all the way to october and look this is like the 22nd and today's my autistic sister's birthday and you know what that means it's alexa's 16th birthday oh my goodness this girl but anyways guys not to like you know ruin the the despair and besides me feeling like a winner today but unfortunately peeps this is the reality of it he is dead maybe most likely out of guilt why he killed his you know ex-girlfriend slash fiance or the fact of the matter is that you know he just didn't want to be put to jail because that would mean life in prison and stuff and since he put was put a federal warrant on his ass i imagine this is where this shit came from he just didn't want to probably face time in prison most likely and this is why he escaped to the forest isn't that weird when he came home Instead of just like, you know, resting and, you know, just relaxing after a trip, he went on another one, which I thought that was odd. I don't know if anyone realized that, but it was weird. He's, it's just basically, he just nonchalantly drove back that thing from where he was in, um, over there where they found her remains in Wyoming, all the way to Florida by himself. He really thought about this, I bet. He just basically came back for like whatever he had to do, probably for a change of clothes and stuff. And for the last time, 
in their lives and his own just decided to depart from this world. And it's sad, but this is the stuff that pretty much happens, peeps. I know you're probably not going to believe when I tell you this, but this doesn't surprise me that this dude turned up dead. Because like I said, I'm, I'm going to say this. Remember I was telling you guys during the pandemic and recession and the last recession we were just in a decade ago? This really shouldn't surprise anyone why this man might have taken his life. This is kind of the weird stresses. I noticed something. Mostly men. I'm not sure what it is. But for some reason, they find themselves in a helpless situation. They're up happy. They want to get out of something. And financially, you know, because remember, they were supposed to marry, right? And you would think the marrying part was going to be, you know, something he would look forward to too. But not if it means the world is kind of falling apart. You see, you would have to ask yourself, aren't these the type of times in a marriage you're supposed to be more the closest about, you know, sharing a life together as well as, you know, build your love stronger from these type of hardships during these type of COVID and economic down uh, turning times? And no, for some reason, some men, I'm not sure what it is, when something like this, when this shit, as people phrase it, hits the fan, as they call it, it's things like this that turn men like him weird. Like, they're like more morphed and warped than usual. It's like he was in a state of helplessness to the point he had to kill her to relieve some type of weird stress and then come home. And then because he couldn't face the crime because he already just committed it. And then just to get himself killed or kill himself. I want to say this to you peeps. This doesn't surprise me. Because I read articles about weird men. For some reason, weird men. When they're in these kind of situations and turmoils and stuff. For some reason, they turn to violence. And then that's the end of the story of their life. And that's it. They're just gone. You know, they, they, they don't really have a sense of consciousness. Like, you know, I feel like people really need to talk about the mentality of men under these type of circumstances and what makes them feel like they have to just go on a killing spree because they, they, they're in something they feel like trapped or something themselves. And so for them, they want to get out of this. And so they put they take their anger out on the, their significant others, lovers, even family members. I mean, I was reading articles that were... People talking of, you know, some wonderful journalist that unfortunately made news. You know, like the last case with the, with that one man who's still bitching about Netflix portraying him in a bad way. You know, Chris Watts. Okay. Like his family and families before him, they have the same common thing. They're killing someone that really loves them and is there and supporters of them. But for them, it doesn't matter. They just go on and kill. This is a case of domestic violence, guys. This really is. And... And people might have their own theories to why he might have killed her, but I believe this is just straight up domestic violence and straight up the fact of this economic situation that we're all in and the COVID-19 lockdowns that we're all in for them. I think it's almost like he wanted a sense of freedom to be free from this, but at the same time not deal with this. And so for him, he knew that's what, what was going to come happen was he had to face the crime, pay, you know, whatever back and all that stuff but i don't think he was you know doing that because he wanted to and i don't know if you guys remember this but remember that case back in like 
in the mid 2000s and stuff about this one bus driver who kidnapped three women against their will all three of them and then he cowardly killed himself in jail because he didn't want to face jail time it kind of reminded me of that for some reason for some reason i don't know why but it did this past week i thought about it. i was like you know what i think this guy is no different from the guy who kidnapped those you know those rape victims and raped them and chained them and even had a baby with one of them and you know the crazy part about all this stuff it this really did happen this you can't make it up but you kind of wonder where is this coming from like what is with men doing this weird stuff if it isn't kidnapping people and raping them and keeping them against their will in the house only to you know kill themselves before facing a crime it's doing something as weird as this going through a swampy reserve in florida only to end their life at that point because you know it was pretty much what was going to happen anyways he didn't want to face the consequences so what he did was he took his ass from wyoming to his home picked up whatever he had left and just you know probably killed himself over there because you know it seems obvious he knew what he was doing when he came back like he knew what he did to his ex-fiance slash girlfriend at best and now it turns to the fact that he just didn't want to face any crime or anything i don't know and i'm just saying this is just my belief i don't know if this is the economic time we're in right now and the and the fact that all this was just too much for him and i guess he didn't want to be in a relationship like that with her perhaps maybe but for men they really need to understand something if a woman and you are finding yourselves in a relationship and there's issues and you want to get out of it anyways no need to kill the woman like that senselessly you just need to just kill the relationship itself not the person that you were in the relationship in does that make any sense you don't have to kill people to get out of a relationship you just have to end the relationship and there and you see all you have to do is remove numbers block people um not speak to them after that leave them alone and just move on don't act like it never happened but just be aware it happened and just close their chapter of your life and that's it and that's all i can say about this relationship is that like in the chris watts case like in the case that happened to those three innocent victims that were held almost their whole young adult lives against the world before that man killed himself savagely in jail all i can tell you guys is this Brian Laundry didn't want to face consequences and be like the next Chris Watts. And he probably just didn't want to have to deal with that. But he knew what he did. And he did kill her. And for reasons, if it was for some conspiracy theorists thinking it's some type of spiritual weirdo stuff that he was messing with. Or the fact that this relationship was just doomed from the start. I mean, there had to be signs that this relationship wasn't good anyways prior to both their deaths prior to whatever they were into prior to anything i'm just gonna say this like this i may not know much about these people but i can assure you i believe this economic time we're in these covid times that we're in all this you know people pulling out of work and stuff i think this is just like something just you know it's just for us it's just 
you know, this uncivil unrest, you know, for us. We're just restless right now. And we're dealing with this restlessness. And instead of dealing it in the way we're supposed to be dealing with it, we're doing it in really extreme ways. And in extreme ways that it's causing lives to our loved ones. And people like Ryan Lonnie aren't realizing that because they just don't care. But this is what is going down, peeps. This is really what's happening. And I think this is supposed to be something to wonder because it's like, whoa, what, what's up? You know, why is this so, so, so insisted on? Why do we have to have people kill each other because a relationship is not working out? Why does it have to happen? And mostly during times like this, this is just the weirdest part. You see, when Chris Watts did it, he was just a justified evil cheater. That's all that was. And there was no, you know, you know, no issue with the economy as of yet it was just his personal economy was just being affected and he just didn't want to deal with the ramifications and the other dude was because he you know was just a pervert and wanted to just have his personal sex slave kind of creepy thing and just didn't want to face consequence and in brian Lange's case it's just either and or or and in the case of him i would have to say he just couldn't deal with it because you know like i said Social economics could have been a factor. The fact that the COVID times were in, all these restrictions, all this kind of stuff, it probably made him more upset and he just didn't want to talk about it. And also, I don't think he really wanted to be in a relationship like that because he's 23 and I don't think he was in really that serious about it. At least I personally believe he wanted to get out of it in any way he could get out of it and this was probably the way he thought he can get out of it, which someone should have told him. You don't have to kill the person that you're with to get out of the relationship. Just get out of the relationship and just end the relationship with that person and then close the chapter. This is why you got to spiritually, you know, pray about this kind of stuff. Especially if you want to pray away your relationship. Ask God for forgiveness and stuff. I was hearing about this from Pastor Darby. He talks about this a lot. A thing called a soul tie, you know. And he talked about you can pray away this stuff and ask God for forgiveness and then, and then that way he can help you close the chapter of your life so he could, you know, spiritually spare you from all this emotional crap that you're dealing with because of all the time you invested with a person that you thought was good, but turned out wasn't as good as you thought because you didn't really want it like that or you wanted something more or the fact of the matter is you just, you weren't serious at yourself. And that's the thing he should have done instead of what he did with his now deceased fiance and now himself being deceased of his own inability to accept reality so there and it's sad it didn't have to end this way but unfortunately it did i mean it took a long time for someone to see an apparent sighting but with no confirmation if it was true the fact that matters that he basically drove that white little van that they both shared together to that reserve for the last time with whatever pack he packed and probably went for that day and just probably you know, the only question is really here we should ask the parents. That day before he left forever, what what was his attitude like? How was he to you? Did he show signs of wanting, of wanting, you know, to talk? Did he act weird that day? The only thing I can ask is that what got Brian Laundry 
to think that was okay. And also, and this kind of bugs the question, does he come from a family of history of domestic violence? And if this is how he reacts to who he's supposed to have been betrothed to, but now basically killed, is this the reaction? I just want to know. Is this is this something we should look into? Should we ask the family what's really up with them? And how he was raised and why this is important. You know? All I can say to you peeps is this. He's dead now. And he buried along with the truth of why he really killed her. We can all speculate why he killed her. But we all know the obvious answers are all around us as well. You know, there are just signs and stuff that he probably was showing that could make sense maybe before you know it <laughs> there might be even a haunting after this it happened with uh, chris watt's wife and her daughters that they were seeing sightings of ghosts at their old home so who knows who knows who knows if we'll get answers even like that but still peeps i'm just telling you it's something very interesting I can say about this. This dirty laundry, unfortunately, came to an end. And with all laundry, it has to be washed and cleaned and put away. Unfortunately, this dirty laundry boy decided to just remain dirty laundry. Unfortunately, he'll never come back. We'll never have an answer from him. But we can get clues, whatever was submerged which was the backpack, the other components was inside that backpack, whatever was in that van that he took with him to the reserve in Florida, and to the fact of the matter is why he did what he did, and he thought this was okay, you know. But my belief is that all this happening right now since COVID-19 pretty much happened, you know, all around last year, back in late February, early March, when the shutdown started, I mean, such uh, shutdowns started not such towns sorry it's shutdowns when all those such uh, such you know what guys we're just gonna say shutdown and just end it like that sorry I just can't I'm just having like a oh I'm just getting my words twisted over here and stuff uh but anyways peeps I'm just telling you ever since the lockdowns with COVID-19 it was it was a reminder that we were not in a time that we could just be playing. But it, it's amazing how this happened. And all this happened. And how helpless we all felt during that time. And I think for people like him. It, it was more so. And it, and, it come, and it goes without question. Maybe this is why he did what he did. Maybe he didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. Maybe he found something. And I'm not saying there was something better or someone better. But. I'm kind of concerned how this actually happened. And this just was what it was. I was going to put some sound, guys, because my brother's back. My apologies for that interruption. But my brother came back from his school because he got sick with some type of diarrhea issue. So on Alexa's birthday, he's the alleged sick one. Allegedly. Not saying they're liars, but this is pretty sus in the suspicion department. But anyways, peeps, as always, thanks for listening. And this is Rosie Says here, and I'll see you on the next podcast.
I have a theory, peeps. And here, and hey, peeps, I'm back on for another uh, tidbits on deck for a podcast. And this is for the continuation of the same topic we're talking about. And my theory with Brian Laundry is this. I think he killed her because I think they were going to break up. You know how I think this? Because why is it that he choked her so viciously and she was found dead strangled? That seems so intimate. And I have a theory why I think this. And I think I know why. It's because she probably was going to break up the relationships after that fight they had. Before they both ended up dead. And I think he couldn't accept that. And out of that kind of evil selfishness that he did. That's why he killed himself. Because you know that there's some men that kill women. Like if you can't have her, no one else can have her. Or if I can't have her, no one else can have her kind of mentality. I think it was also that too, peeps. I might be wrong. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised this was the reason too. Besides the economic... um, time that we're in that's pretty much an aspiring uh, cesspool that's going down the drain, as well as, you know, the COVID-19 restrictions and all this stuff and the shutdowns and all this crap, all this giving him kind of a sense of helplessness, like a spirit of helplessness. And I think this is the key to why he might have killed her the way he did, because it seems so intimate, you know. Strangulation is just an intimate kind of thing, like, really you're wanted or dead, But yet, notice how he didn't do anything else to her body. He didn't do anything else, but that's how hurt he was. But yet, just abandoned her after he killed her and couldn't do anything about it. And so that's why I believe he killed himself when he came home. Like, he wanted to see his family for the last time, I believe. And then, after that, he ended it. And that's a scary thought to think about. That that's how far he went. Either he did have so much love for her, or he wanted to get out of a relationship. Who knows? But I feel like this is, since it seems like it's so intimate the way he killed her, it feels like he didn't want to. And I think she wanted to get out of the relationship because she knew it was probably not going to work because of how he was. Especially if he's the one, you know, in her arguing and then she, you know, defends herself after he gets aggressive with her. And I would have to say... That would make sense for her to want to leave. And I know this with domestic violence issues. Sometimes women, you know, they're in situations like this that sometimes it ends up killing them because of the fact that they're the weaker vessel as as, as they are as a woman. And, you know, with less strength, less mat, you know, whatever. And body mass index, you know. And... And that's what I mean. I feel like, and that's also, and also being emotionally invested somewhat. And maybe that's just my belief that this is why she ended up dead because of the fact that the relationship was just not going to work out after all. And I guess for him, he couldn't accept that probably. And this is just my theory. I might be wrong, like I said. I can't really confirm or deny, but I feel as this is probably why this might have happened as well. Either he has a family of history of domestic violence or he couldn't accept some type of form of rejection that involved her ending this relationship and this is what ended her life. And who knows what else could have happened. But this is just my belief and theory. 
Besides, he could have just not wanted to be in a relationship himself and wanted to find a way out of it like Chris Watts did with his own wife. You see, he wanted to not, you know, do his own, he wanted to do his own thing, but he also didn't want to be financially held back for the other thing. And that's why he killed his wife. Other than that, or the guy who killed himself instead of wanting to face criminal charges for raping those three innocent girls at his house, this bus driver. He could also done that too. Been been a coward. He did a coward's move because of that reason as well. But other than that, it could also be the fact that he really was very much in love with her, and didn't want to accept the fact that maybe her separating from him was just not the answer he was looking for. And this is why I believe this is why he might have killed her for that reason too. Like I said. Other than that, he has a history pattern of domestic violence. We even have to ask what girlfriends he had prior to this girl, Gabby. If he had a history of being very aggressive with them and how he treated them. And the fact of how his family, you know, treated each other in his presence. Or, the other thing, the other factor, if, um, you know... If this is just something they just learned now, even the parents themselves, that there was some cracks in the relationship. And if not, you know, what else could have it been? So that's all my theory I have to say about that. But otherwise, like I said from my earlier podcast, I went a bit. And I'm quite happy with myself, even though it's sad that I... Pretty much betted on a guy that was already deceased. I'm just like, uh, something definitely messed up here for doing that. Seems kind of evil. Seems very sinister in my case. Cause I'm like, uh, Jesus. I didn't want to play with those kind of stakes, but here I am, a winner, and he's dead. And I'm $30 richer. Anyways, peeps, thanks for listening. And as always, this is Rosie Says, and I'll see you on the next podcast. <laughs>